Hi, my name is Tracy G and I'm an inner work coach, NLP trainer and podcaster extraordinaire. Passionate about equality and a world that is more diverse and inclusive, giving each and every one of us the opportunity to be the best version of ourselves. As a biracial woman, I've experienced my fair share of discrimination in the past and come out on top. We all know that discrimination and bias still exists in the world today, and it's not always easy to know what to do about it. This podcast, All One Inclusive, is about celebrating all diversity and being proud of all that you are. I chat with inspiring guests and my friends as we share stories from news sources and listeners from all over the world who have experienced some form of discrimination firsthand. The aim is for us to be able to discuss this issue more openly so it becomes better understood by all and provide tips about what you can do to make a difference. The world may have a lot of catching up to do, but if we can imagine a more equal world, we can create change step by step, ripple by ripple. Happy hump day! How are you? I'm good. I really like this background. I think it's cool. Looks like we're sat next to each other. <laughs> yes, it does. It's screwing with my head because I can't figure out which way to tilt my face. I don't know what it is, but doesn't matter. Just look at you. Look, I'm looking at you. Yes, I know. Do you I'm look trying, at me? I'm trying not to look at myself exactly. <laughs> you knew oh. I was such a peacock, but anyway, <laughs> it's so good. So, what did you get up to since we spoke? Oh, um, gosh, what did I get up to? Um, I think I did a lot more eating. Oh, no, I am proud to say my man friend. Um, he's obsessed. He's obsessed with, fin- like, not wasting food. So he's, like, onto me now because I, you know, I don't necessarily finish all the food in my fridge, you know. So I took my lunch, like, three times. Two times last week, which is, you know, as you know, not really what I do in an attempt to finish the chicken that I bought that would have normally gone in the bin. So it seems so lame, but I am quite proud. Yeah. But I finished it. He still thinks there's a chicken left, but there's no chicken left. I finished it. So, okay, moving on. <laughs> do, you know, do you know what though I've been doing those meal kits and I found I don't waste food I really that's really helped to not waste food um mm. because they send literally send you one spring onion and one carrot and one half a celery stick for the meals and the recipes so I just don't waste food because otherwise I waste food because I don't need to use the whole thing you know, yeah. fresh produce, depending on, you know, how it comes. A bag of carrots is a waste for me. Yeah, absolutely. So it's really, really handy, actually. That's one of the benefits to having these meal kits is that you don't waste food or don't waste as much anyway. That's cool. Yourself um, a man friend who eats everything. <laughs> yes. Literally, well. <laughs> we'll, we'll eat everything else. So. I'm happy with that. But yes, he doesn't, even at restaurants, he doesn't let me just order everything. Good. He's like, are you going to finish eating that? All right. Like, well. So much pressure. Well, he gets my tick of approval. Well, I haven't met him yet. Exactly. 
Mm. Oh, it's so strange and it's anyway. Yes, sounds cool. Um, what did I do? Actually, last weekend I was working um at the weekend, but then I did weekends currently. Yeah, but I was like full on working last weekend. I was supporting. Yeah. I was assisting a coaching right. training. It was really good. It's lovely to see the transformation in people. Um, once they've finished the program, it's, it's incredible. Like they even look different. So they've done all this inner work, working on limiting beliefs and clearing things that are, you know, programming, parental programming and these kind of things. And, um, they even look different. I can physically see them look different. It's weird. Yeah, that sounds weird. It's like they look younger. Did you notice that change in me? Yes, you always when I did when I did it I was just like wow it's incredible um and then I caught up with friends for dinner this week which was lovely um caught up with Joe teacher Joe and I caught up with Holly and Annie when Annie was here for work so we had oh the best thing tacos taco Tuesday we did taco Tuesday and they did all these gluten-free tacos delicious Really? Delicious. Oh, yes. So it's good. Going so far with this gluten-free stuff. It doesn't taste like cardboard anymore. It doesn't. I'm so grateful. <laughs> so grateful. Um, because generally it's difficult when you go eat out. Mm. And I don't like the idea of being that person that's difficult mm. when you go out for dinner. <sighs> so, you know, I'm always checking the menu when anybody invites me for dinner to see if I can eat stuff or yeah. know what I might order. But yeah, it really just makes a difference to my gut health. That's it. That's the reason I do it. No, I'm not celiac. But yeah. yes, the gluten, the wheat is different now because of genetically modified wheat. Mm-hmm. It's slightly different. So it reacts different with my bodies. Some people, they have an intolerance. Some people are fine. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why I am. Um, yeah. I am a gluten free. I found it makes a difference. Anyway, what else? And that's about it. And then, yes, I've bought us some new equipment. Yes. Exciting. I'm getting us some microphones. Oh, they will arrive shortly. So that will be great. Mm-hmm. And we'll see how we go. So next, the next podcast should sound beautiful. Exactly. You can hear it coming from our lungs. <laughs> so we've got some interesting stories, haven't we? Yes. So the first one is from BBC News. Mm. The title is The World Cup. Um, Iran protesters confronted at World Cup game against Wales. So um, confrontations between pro-Iran government fans and protesters broke out at the country's second World Cup match in Qatar on Friday. To be honest, I didn't realise there were pro-Iran government fans, given everything that's happening in Iran, but okay. Some protesting fans said that they they had their flags taken away, while others um, were shouted at and harassed. Stadium security officials also confiscated T-shirts and other items displaying anti-government sentiments. Protesters have been sweeping Iran. Protests have been sweeping Iran since the death of 22-year-old Masa Amini in September. Ms. Amini was arrested in Tehran 
by the uh, morality police for allegedly not covering her hair properly and died in police custody three days later. The demonstration spread across the country with people demanding changes such as freedoms um, or an overthrown state, and the government has responded with deadly crackdowns, which is very true and very scary. On Friday at Iran's World Cup game against Wales, on a completely side note, isn't Wales part of England? Yeah, but it's the World Cup, as in world. <laughs> It's the World Cup, so all countries are represented at the World Cup. Oh, is Wales a separate country? Yeah, England, Ireland, Scotland, Wales. Yeah. Right, okay. Yes. Uh, me, the, they all form the United Kingdom. Sorry, yes. And right. now I yes. understand what you're asking me. Yes. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, just, I don't know why. I always thought, like, obviously, you know, Ireland and Scotland, different countries. Same as Wales. Thought, like Wales was still like England, you know, like just that's just happens to be Wales or whatever. No, Wales and Scotland similar. Okay, well, sorry. Yeah, Wales. Yeah, England, Ireland, Scotland, Wales. Yes. Separate but the same. Separate but one. Yes, separate but one. Okay, and they have their own football people. Yeah, they have their own football team or yeah. soccer if you're. <laughs> Yes, if, if you're, you're Australian. Yes. If you're Australian. So, yes, yeah, some protested had um, Persian pre-revolutionary flags snatched from um, pro-government fans at the Ahmad bin Ali Stadium. Insults were also reportedly hurled um, at some people wearing um, T-shirts in, in, um, bezeled with the words, uh, women, life, freedom, a phrase that has become a rallying cry among protesters against Iran's authorities. One Iranian spectator alleged that the Qatari police ordered her to wash off the names of the um, protesters killed by Iran's security forces from her arms and chest after pro-government fans complained. Another woman said that she um, was prevented from wearing a T-shirt with Miss Armani's face at the stadium. Women given interviews to foreign press about the protests were also seen being harassed by at least one group of men. Some used their mobiles to film women who were also subjected to verbal attacks and men loudly chanting the Islamic Republic of Iran. The match itself um, which won, Iran won against Wales. So Iranian players booed and whistled as they um, sang the country's national anthem before kickoff. At the earlier game against England on Monday, the players remained silent during the anthem in apparent uh, expression of support for anti-government protesters, because I actually saw that. There was an article where they actually covered their mouths and didn't... didn't. Who? Who? The um, Iranian play football players, the team. Oh, they the team did, itself. Yeah, when they were playing against the the England game, hmm. they didn't sing the anthem. So, and they had their hand over the mouth. Yeah, but their own anthem or the English anthem. Their own anthem. They didn't sing their own an anthem as a protest against the government. Yes, I would imagine that's what it was. But this. Uh, this further explains why maybe they started singing the anthem because 
some fans um, in the uh, stadium wore hats with the name of former Iranian football player Gurfori, Garfori, sorry if I'm butchering that name, um, written on them. Uh, a critic of Iran's government, he was arrested in Iran on Thursday and reportedly taken away by authorities after being accused of spreading propaganda capped 28 times for his country and I don't know what that means but Mr. It's like a, an award for these for his prowess in the sport. Ah well that's a lot a lot of caps then. Um, Mr. Gurfar Garfuri was part of Iran's 2018 World Cup team and his absence from the 2022 squad surprised many. The Iranian Kurdish player has been a high-profile voice defending Iranian Kurds within the country. Earlier this week, the UN Human Rights Council voted to set up a fact-finding mission to investigate the crackdown on the anti-government protests in Iran. The UN said Iran was in full-fledged crisis with more than 300 people um, being killed and 14,000 others arrested over the past nine weeks. Iran dismissed um, it as an arrogant political ploy. So, there wow. you go. And I've heard that number so many times, the 14,000 people arrested in the past nine weeks since um, the death in custody of um, that, the Masa Amani. So, well, what are they going to do? Arrest everyone? I mean, obviously, everyone doesn't share the same opinion, but it's a lot of it's growing yeah absolutely well i mean it's even more especially with women and stuff because the they have like barely any rights and freedoms and things like that so i can imagine and and the 22 year old masa imani isn't the only woman who has died like recently in high profile ways you know um and and no they're just being told that they died in custody and some were like abused and, and tortured and things like that so yeah obviously people are that's just just it's disgusting isn't it? mm-hmm. uh, i just think it's awful i mean we all do it's like what again what can you do about it i mm. think you you just have to show your support for the freedoms i can't believe that wearing a t-shirt saying women life and freedom mm. is yeah. an offense yeah well yeah i can't believe there are pro-government people as well like even after it's always gonna be mm. like even like even i remember watching a documentary about i can't remember exactly what it was about could have been lgbtq rights or it just could have been women's rights in australia mm. specifically it was about and it was showing footage from the time when the changes were happening and protests and things and there was women that were voting against the right to vote. Yeah. We've been talking about that, yeah. about their, pl- their places by the, at home and uh, don't need to vote home. and all this kind of stuff. There's always going to be mm. because also people, some people like at the core are very afraid of change. Yes. Because they've got some need to control for whatever reason, mm. that change is very, very, is very scary and unsafe. Yeah. And so that kind of feeds into not changing anything, mm-hmm. because if the, everything's the same, they know they know and they can control and they know what's going to happen if it stays the same. Mm-hmm. But what happens if it changes? 
Yeah. And I think, yeah. you know, so many times when uh, people who are protested against um, when they try to make change, they're just like, we're not trying to affect your life. We just want our lives to be able to change. And yet even that is, is a threat, you know, to people who, who probably aren't necessarily like when we're talking about LGBTQ rights, like are not affected by that, like probably would not change their daily life at all. But yet it's a problem for them. If, if Yeah, because they're scared of the change of the society and the culture mm, and the exactly. city and how that will impact them. Mm. It's, it's scary. But the pro-government supporters, mm. probably mostly men, mm. although I wouldn't be surprised if there's some women in there as well. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if there's women in there as well. It's just, it's really good to highlight this because I knew there was... um I actually thought Iran and Iraq were more pro, pro what's the word, progressive mm. than the likes of like Afghanistan and the Taliban, but it sounds just as bad to me. Yeah, it does indeed. Um, it just sounds on par with all that, mm. except that um, they're richer countries mm. and they have trades. Yeah. Because people want the resources or their money. Yeah. Resources are their money, actually. And that, that whole debate around should you go, should you not go, mm. you're supporting their mm. the regime. I think they should go, but they should also they also have a responsibility to share their they shouldn't go being um what's the word, being Switzerland. Yeah. If you're gonna go, you need to be say where you stand. Yeah. Because you've got you're you've got that opportunity and that ability to give a voice to so many that don't have the voice or a voice or don't have a voice that is as loud. Mm. Yeah. But that's just my personal opinion. Whether I would do that, I don't know. I'd probably be too scared of being put in prison or something and keeping yeah, my passport. Because so did they have I wonder if all the players or whatever the people went over, they had to give their passports in. Yeah. Because that's the thing, isn't it? That is the thing in Qatar, most definitely. That well, certainly people who go there to work have to surrender their passport. So surrender your passport. I so. do not like the idea of surrendering my passport. Yeah, exactly. To anyone, why would you? I understand. Give me a copy of your passport. Yes. To prove identity, or if you mm. commit a crime, they can identify you. Blah blah. Get that. Yeah. But to keep your passport it's just totally unnecessary and unjustifiable yeah the only person who gets my passport is my mum because she usually knows where it is <laughs> it's better that way it's all safer with our mums to be honest yeah <laughs> um but yeah no that is scary so, yeah i think it's the good thing is that it's shedding light the world is being they're being viewed by the world mm. don't know what will change Hopefully there will be a lot of change and support for yeah. change, but mm-hmm. that government's holding on so tight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tight, tight, tight. And for everybody who out there who's afraid, keeps talking about, you know, um, the scary Muslims, you should all see that most of the people suffering are Muslims in their own countries. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's another that's another aspect. People use this information to demonize the Muslim religion and Muslims people, but that's yeah. that does not make sense to me. It's absolute rubbish. Yeah. 
because most of the um, extremist Muslim behavior is being carried out in places like Afghanistan and, and Iran and things like that. And it's and the people subjected to those are Muslims who are suffering. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Um, it's not so, about the religion; it's about yeah. the people manipulating it to their own needs. Absolutely. Wants. Because we all live amongst Muslims who practice their religion perfectly fine. Mm. Uh, perfectly respectfully. Yeah, exactly. And and also you can go back to Christian religion and say the same thing. Oh, yeah. Most you can go back through the ages. I can't imagine any religion that doesn't have some sort of blood in their hands. I think. No. Right. Or, or um, abuse, mm-hmm. discrimination, and all of those things. One thing they all have in common. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. They also they have positive and negative things in common, though. Yeah, every every well, yeah, most religions do. Hopefully, mm-hmm. most of the the non extremist forms of religion always preach love and you know inclusivity and. So I'm all embracing inclusive religions. Mm-hmm. That's, that's that's that would be my take mm-hmm. on it, and I know people. I ask you, do you believe in God? Have you ever had that question? Do you believe in God? Uh, no, I've had that question. Are you a Hindu? And I'm like, yes, a bad one, but yes. <laughs> but when I was younger, I'd be like, no, I'm not a Hindu. I don't really need to be a Hindu. But now I'm, I realise that I do believe in God. And it's and for me, it's more of a comfort thing. Okay. Than a cool. faith thing, you know. Like most people, I don't know. I don't. I don't know how other people feel, but for them, it's a faith. I believe in God. He'll. I don't know. He'll take me to heaven or whatever the belief is. But mine's just more. If I'm scared, then it just makes me feel better. Cool. I like that. I like that. That brings you comfort. Yeah, exactly. Because I remember when I lost my dog. You know, oh. I was like 15. She, she had gone missing for five days and I prayed so hard. <laughs> and then I was like, I cannot not call myself Hindu anymore if I'm praying so hard. <laughs> like all, all the gods, any other gods to like my dog. Any gods listening. <laughs> yes, oh. exactly. And then I was like, I may as well accept that for myself. Mm. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, yeah. I've always believed in something bigger than myself. Mm. bigger purpose that created everything I think I've said this before I just don't believe it's that god or that god or that god Mm. it might be a combination of gods I don't know I don't think it matters Mm. I think it matters more about how I live in the world with my my faith whether that's spiritual or whatever I suppose what you would call agnostic I don't know. I just say spiritual, but I have mm. to really get to terms with the differences between agnostic and there's, what's the other one? Atheist. Atheist, yeah. I, I don't know any other terms. I know there's agnostic and there's atheist. Atheist. Yeah, I'm not sure about the difference between the two. So well, maybe... I think agnostic is, is they're not denying that there's God. They don't okay. necessarily believe. They might believe, but they may not believe. But they're not okay. denying. Whereas atheists obviously generally like, to be very outright denial. Yes, they don't believe okay. much. So yeah. Cool. Hmm. All right. Good to know. Okay. So let's read the story because I really like it. We like we like to talk about periods, don't we? 
We do like to talk about periods because we are two people who have periods. Exactly. <laughs> and two people are having them more frequently than we want to. Well, exactly. that's what yes. Yeah, exactly. So, and I guess it's about the stigma of periods because I remember it as a younger, after I grow up, I'm less so now and I don't know why, but younger and younger, it's like embarrassing. It's an embarrassing thing to talk about. Hmm. It's you can only talk about it with women, not men, and just to, to me, these things are ridiculous. Um, but now I just feel like not. I'm still not 100 percent comfortable. I'll be honest, because that's that's that those kind of influences are left over. But I'm far more comfortable about talking those things with generally with people or men or whoever. I'm not just going to randomly bring it up on a date just for fun. But, you know, <laughs> I don't have a problem talking about those things. Yeah. But anyway, this story is called Seeing Red. And it's about meeting the activists making periods positive for all. Mm. And we know that taboos around menstruation abound, despite it being a natural bodily function, experienced by half the population. True. Luckily, activists, not to mention companies and governments, are making bold strides to affect change. So this is not so much a story as about a collection of stories about people affecting change around the taboos of periods. Mm. The periods are as normal as breathing. And yet right now, 500 million women and girls around the world don't have access to the information and products that they need to manage their periods safely, hygienically, and without shame. Hmm. And the shame part is we're made, not we're made, but we have this shame around it. This can affect their health as well as stopping them from going to school or work. In the EU alone, the negative economic impact equates to one hundred billion dollars this is Australian dollars or 87 billion pounds each year according to the consultancy firm Kearney so I guess that's the the economic impact is people not going to work or school which has an impact right thankfully activists businesses and political leaders are pushing for change and their work is producing results We know Scotland recently became the first country in the world to make period products free for all. Spain has approved a draft bill guaranteeing paid menstrual leave. Elsewhere, politicians are using the issue to garner votes. Um, A candidate campaigning for a re-election in Australia has pledged free sanitary products for all should his party win. Ooh, which one was that? Yeah, exactly. I'm like, who was that? Was it the the shooting party? (laughs) (laughs) it was victorian premier daniel andrews it was him okay and he did it recently on the 12th of november he said pads and tampons will be free if labor wins the victoria state election ah labor of course labor well vote labor people (laughs) (laughs) that was his pledge so there you go it's a movement that's being helped by purpose-driven businesses which are putting their shoulders to the wheel to change public discourse. 
We want to ensure girls and women obtain the right information and knowledge about menstrual health, as well as access to quality period products, explains Dunja Kokotovic, global brand manager for Intimina, a Swedish company that produces the Ziggy Cup 2, a reusable menstrual disc which with twice the capacity of an average menstrual cup. Menstrual cups are huge. They're not huge so much in Australia, mm. but they're massive. I mean, I, ha- I have tried them yeah not successfully i'll be honest um but i will try again because i feel like well there's so many benefits um you don't have to change Mm. as often it's like once a day depending on your flow you don't waste you're not wasting you know those products the sanitary products are like not great for the environment yeah 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 so it's good for convenience and it's good for the planet although the cups themselves are probably made i think the silicon actually so them themselves obviously not the best but they're still better better why would why do i not use have you tried them silly question no no because i'm more of a pad person than okay person so i but i do agree that they're probably better for the environment so maybe at some point it would be something to try so i did try so i need to re-challenge myself (laughs) because i got scared that it couldn't get it out that's why <laughs> it's I just, can't get this thing out. Yeah. Honestly, I thought I was going to have to go to A and E one time. I was like, uh, and then that put me off. But yes. I'm going to try. I will do it. I will re-challenge that. Maybe the, a newer one. Maybe a different one. Anyway, I want to try well, like the tenth generation. Where the tenth like, generation. Uh, you know, like you never want to try the first generation because you're just like. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> Yeah, so I might try. Oh, I'll try a new one. Who so the knows, brand the this... generation will insert itself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So this is called the Ziggy Cup too. But anyway, the brand has taken a uniquely irreverent approach to busting taboos. For example, have you considered period coloured paint to your living room walls? Okay. I don't think so. Yes, I was going to say. It's just not the colour I would go with on my walls. Intermina teamed up with the Pantone Pantone or Pantone Colour Institute to create the shade of red to represent a normalised menstruation. They've also made Period Crunch, a uterus-shaped breakfast cereal (laughs) with a raspberry (laughs) flavour. which is designed to break the silence about periods in our homes. What's more, the company has filmed a documentary, The Menstrual Gap, uncovering the difficulties faced by girls in Kyberia. Kyberia, where's Kyberia? I've heard of Kyberia. Kenya, oh, here we go, it's in Kenya. (laughs) You can tell I didn't read this ahead. I'm just reading it now. Um, Kenya's biggest slum when menstruating and its wonder girls guidebook helps tweens to understand the physical and emotional changes they are going through mm. oh wow okay oh i just hadn't read this so that's funny period crunch you need to get that cereal <laughs> okay I uh, most courageously however are the young feminist activists who are leading the way to on the ground to challenge stigmas gender inequality and period poverty and here are six, 
Facts, Changing the Debate, Empowering Women and Girls. So quickly read some of it. What we're going to do for time. Yeah. So Amica George, 17, when she began her free period campaign, asking the government to free period products in schools, for free period products in schools. So this is Amica George in the UK. She read an article on the BBC that revealed girls were missing up to a week of school every month because of their periods. After two and a half years, a demonstration in Parliament Square and a legal challenge urging the UK government to comply with its obligations to ensure equal access to education, the government made a commitment to provide free sanitary products in all British schools, colleges and hospitals. It's great, isn't it? That's amazing. It's amazing. Like real life-changings you Real. know someone who tried so hard for so many people. yeah exactly yeah so i think they should cool. put it in schools they make it less of a taboo because i actually remember when i started my periods my mm. well there's two reasons my mum introduced me to pads and i just didn't like wearing those like i felt like i was wearing a nappy and they yeah. were like the old style pads right <laughs> she didn't at all suggest to recommend i try tampons um it was only high school when they showed us what not high school, just at that end of primary school, beginning of high school. So it's like year six, year seven. Yes. Where they um, had a description and we knew what how to use it because, you know, that was pretty good. What annoyed me, though, and it didn't annoy me at the time, the boys and the girls get separated. Mm. And the boy, I don't know, God knows what the boys are talking about. I'd love to be a fly on the wall, but I get the impression that not much went on in that conversation whereas the girls get this I know it's relevant to girls but I think it's relevant to guys boys to know what their sisters their mothers their girlfriends their wives you know yeah experience I don't think it's necessary to separate them what you're gonna do like you're gonna yeah they're gonna be traumatized yeah but on top of which they might end up having daughters who need to exactly so they're gonna be I'm gonna say they're gonna be traumatized by hearing the same thing as the girls Exactly. When it's actually going to happen to the girls and not the boys. Yeah, no, totally. And I don't know if it's about maturity. Yes, but even even them not going to a talk like that, they know about it. They're going to yeah. be immature about it if they're going to be immature about it, right? Yeah. And to be honest, they're probably immature about it because they don't they're not talked about normally, right? Like so, yeah. just and you know they don't know little very little because I've seen so many YouTube videos and TikToks about girls introducing their boyfriends as to this is a tampon and they're trying them trying to figure out how to even use a tampon and then their faces when they it's just funny. yeah. So that's so that's what I mean. These start schools teaching girls and boys about it, not just and that's what makes contributes to the whole taboo thing as well. Because it's like, oh well, you can't, you don't need, you can't listen to this. Yes, exactly. makes it more of a taboo topic. But anyway, we yeah. digress. So, free sanitary products in schools. So she's won plaudits. I don't know what it is from the Bill, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation and Team Vogue. She became the youngest person to receive an MBE, and has written a book, Make It Happen, about how to get involved in politics from the grassroots. Oh wow, beautiful. And then we've got Janet Umbugua from Kenya. Mm. Period poverty is so prevalent in Kenya that an estimated 65% of women and girls are unable to afford period products. Mm. Almost half are forced to use alternatives such as rags, pieces of mattress and cotton wool. Mm. 
horrendous. Janet Umbagaya is a former news anchor, the founder of the Inuadada Foundation, author of My First Time, which has since evolved into a popular podcast. Need to follow. We need to like and follow um, by sharing stories about menstruation. She wants to remove the stigma and shame around periods in Kenya, bust prevailing myths and misconceptions, and improve access to period products by holding policymakers accountable. Evelina Llewellyn from Lebanon. Um, when Lebanon's economy began to crash in 2019, the price of sanitary products skyrocketed. Menstrual pads, the vast majority of which are imported, rose in a cost by almost 500%. To raise awareness of reusable, eco-friendly menstrual products, such as period pants. Yeah, the reusable, eco-friendly. I don't like that idea. Yeah, bleeding into your hands. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's just so uncomfortable. It'd be like, for me, it'd be like wetting yourself and wearing them. Yeah. It's just uncomfortable. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, and menstrual cups. Yeah. So reusable. British French film director, Evelina Llewellyn. Oh, she's a British French film director mm-hmm. from Lebanon. Created a two-month period poverty festival called Jayetna, which kicked off in July 2021. A white truck was adorned with images of blood-stained underwear hanging off laundry lines, drove across the country, distributing period products. Well, it gets attention for sure. 100%. I'm impressed by the aggressiveness of it. (laughs) At each of the 25 stops, there was also a screening of Llewellyn's documentary, which explored the different ways period poverty impacts Lebanese women. And we've talked about period poverty before, but I hadn't realised how... Hmm. massive it was in hmm. countries in, de- in developed countries yeah so imagine what it's like in developing countries Nad- nadia okamato in the u.s she was just 16 and a high school student in portland oregon when she co-founded period since then it's grown to an organization with hundreds of volunteers around the world distributing millions of menstrual products to people in need for free In 2018, while studying at Harvard, she wrote Period Power, a manifesto for the menstrual movement, where she champions the need to stop silencing those who bleed. Okamoto is similarly open on TikTok, posting videos to a 4 million strong audience showing a tampon string sticking out of her underwear or of herself sitting on the toilet while changing a pad. Let's call out any form of period stigma we come across and seek to educate and empower people. Mm. Adita Gupta, India. So an estimated 71% of girls in India don't know what menstruation is until they get their first period. Oh, God, that's shocking. And one in five subsequently drop out of school. Imagine how scary that would be. Exactly. That would be terrifying. Yeah, to bleed and not know that it's supposed to be normal, you know. In a TED Talk, which has been watched more than 1.8 million times, I have to look at that, Gupta talks about her own experience of using rags that she had to wash, reuse and hide while menstruating. The experience inspired her to start Menstrupedia, a social enterprise that uses storytelling and comic books to educate girls about periods in an informative but fun way. More than 11,000 schools in India now use the comic books, which are available in 20 languages and 23 countries. Gupta's goal is to create a future where menstruation is not a shameful, but a welcome change. And then we've got 
one more person. Candice Chairwa in South Africa, known as the Minister of Menstruation, Candica Cherwa is an activist and academic from South Africa who works to bring menstrual and sex education to young women and men and men in poem. Yes. She runs workshops in schools with a non-profit organization, Curate, which aims to enhance critical thinking about social issues in young people. She's also the author of Flow, the book about menstruation. In an interview with Global Citizen about her work, she says the key to ending period poverty is conversation. The one thing we can do is talk, is talk openly about our periods, not to surround our or associate periods with secrecy or embarrassment, but to actually embrace it as a normal biological function. Let's call out any form of period stigma when we come across and seek to educate and empower people about periods in a positive way. Absolutely. And I was just thinking, what can they do about it to make it less of a taboo and less of an issue? And I'm thinking even workplaces could have free sanitary products in their, yeah. in their bathrooms. I think they should. Every woman, every woman knows sometimes it is a surprise when you get it. Actually, it happened to me at work. I remember I had to keep some in my drawer just in case yeah. at work. Yeah. But yeah, I have been caught. Oh, you've got to go and ask a friend. If you can't yeah, anything. absolutely. But they might not use... the type that you you need so yes they should they should have them at work yeah and I think there might be depending on what ethnic background you have there might be some stigma attached to like the use of tampons as opposed to the use of pads totally like so for my I imagine for most um, Fijian Indian or Indian girls you know you wouldn't even be given the option of tampons you know just because it's it would considered be considered not right to be using tampons before you're married so what's yeah. the not right part is it just because it goes inside you yeah basically okay. I that's where it is um yeah. and I don't think people do it as a malicious way or anything it's just not an option that's floated you know yeah um, therefore they probably wouldn't use the men try the menstrual cup either you know because it goes inside you so um it's it interesting isn't it mm-hmm. i just find it all, all that fascinating i get it and i don't because it's not a sexual thing no no no. but you know most things don't need to be a sexual thing for them to be turned into something like that you know mm. and actually i asked my mom i remember when i started my period i asked my mom about it tampons mm-hmm. why she because she used them why yeah. i couldn't use them and she said only when you've had a baby can you do you use these yes that's what she told me misinformation obviously that she'd been told as well exactly um interesting right yeah totally but to be to not even know what it is and then it just happened must be terrifying that's so many things there there's the whole taboo and shame and embarrassment around having period there's a whole lack of access because economic reasons or whatever then there's also maybe I don't know cultural or religious elements to what's acceptable and what isn't and we talked about before we talked about the whole you know you've got you're unclean and these kind of messaging yes absolutely especially when it's associated with something that people in in most cultures is revered which is having a baby it just does not make sense I was just going to say it's a beautiful miracle uh, mm. where it allows you to to reproduce and have children. Yeah, create. And yet, 
and then create life. So on the one hand, it's unclean, ooh, dirty, uh, shame, don't talk about it. But it, it enables you to do this beautiful thing. It's just insane when you think about it, right? <laughs> and, and, it, and, and most contrasts in women's lives, you know, like that you go from one extreme to the other, you know, like your bodies are such like crazy mm. you know, talked about topic that, yeah. I just, I just think it's mad. And, and I can only, and I'm only going to say, I'm going to say, I'm going to say that. In my opinion, it's man that have put this, put us in this situation because there's other bodily functions that we're not, that are shameful, like pooing and weeing. Let's be honest. Yeah, exactly. Maybe pooing's got more of a, an edge to it that people don't like to talk about and can be shamed about. Yeah. But we all do that. Yes. Um, the difference is not everyone has a period. It's just women. Mm, yes. So I can't help but think that's that's related. <laughs> anyway, uh, good conversation. Thanks. Mm. Yeah. So my only my only um, inv- invitation um, to workplaces is to put the free three products in your toilets, in your bathrooms, and to workplaces who support the homeless. In Australia, yeah. it has been talked about that women who are homeless also don't have access to period yeah. sanitary products. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's not just countries underdeveloped Yes, that we're hearing. It's happening right on your doorstep in the UK, hmm. in Australia, and probably in America. I don't know, but probably. Yes. What would you do, Mino? Are you ready? Yes, as always. As yes, always. Yes. What? <laughs> it's time for... I feel like we need a jingle. It's time for What Would You Do? Okay. Sing it. Sing it. Okay. So you over here, a co-worker, confuse the names of the only two Asian women in your company. Or the only two Indian women in your company. Or the only two black women in your company. I think the interchangeable, you, you know where we're going with this, right? Yes, indeed. Um, so I do have to confess I've done this. And recently. And they did happen to be Asian. And they're lovely. And they start anew. They happen to sit next to each other. And both their names start with C. And okay. <laughs> it is my personal hell. Genuinely. <laughs> you're not you're not great with names at the best of times i'm just oh my god and to have them both start with c i'm just like oh shit you know what are the names see now i can't say it but it's 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 can you remember though see again i don't require you know like because i'm just Oh, I'm terrible with names as as it is. Like I call random. I kept calling one of the new, you know, assistants like Elaine. That is not her name. Elaine is not her name. But I keep calling her Elaine, and I'm just like, what is wrong with me? Um, so yeah, so I've done this, and they they are both, <laughs> and they're both names start with C. But for me, it comes from a genuine like, I'm just terrible with names. But um, in general. 
Yes, I'm General Bay. It could have been if they were two new people and they were both ang, you know, ang, yeah. white, Caucasian, yes. and they both names began with C. You'd have the same yes. problem. Oh yeah, because I've I've confused the new guy's name who's white as well. <laughs> like I've called him random names with D. It starts with D, but I've called him a completely different name. And people are like, who are you talking about? I'm like the new guy. They're like, that's not his name. And I'm like, shit. <laughs> <laughs> And I, I will do it. I will have my, you know, my staff standing there and I'm like, I will send you the email now. And I start and I'm just like, and then I'll be like, what is she waiting for? And I'm like, what is their name? <laughs> so, but anyway, if I did notice somebody do that, I would probably catch it and go crack a joke because I do that myself. I'd be like, huh. Ah. <laughs> um, but I, I don't know if I'd focus on the Asian thing. You do that. You do that. It's different. I think your your situation is unique, as in not unique because maybe there's other people. But your terrible names, regardless of their race. Yes, exactly. I am equal opportunity offender. You're inclusive of getting their names wrong. <laughs> no, no matter what's your race or gender, I'm probably going to get your name wrong. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm. Okay. Oh, I'll, I'll talk about why it matters. Okay. Mm. So this mistake could diminish. Uh, you did say that you you. I do it. Yeah. Oh, totally. I've done it, and I would say I've done it in this context. Yes. Yeah, I've totally done it myself. I'm. I'm I'll put my hands up and say I have done this, and this is why it matters. Yeah. Because it diminishes the woman's value. Really, if you don't remember somebody's name, especially in professional, that somebody you come across a lot. It does, it's like you're not, you're not worth me remembering your name. Yeah. Whether you intend that or not, that's the message you're sending. Yes. Okay. So that aside, and I kick myself because I do it like all these people I meet in the dog park to say, yeah. dog park, I remember the dog's names, but I don't remember <laughs> the owner's names. Now that's clear messaging from you. Like, remember the dog's yeah. names. It's like, oh, that's uh, um, Wilson. I have no idea what. I would have asked at one point, but do you know what it is as well? It's because they're always calling your dog's name. <laughs> it's repeated, repeated. You know, I'm saying, Hendy, Hendy, I'm always shouting his name. Mm. And the same as other people. So you remember their dog's, their dog's name. You don't remember their names. <laughs> so interesting. But anyway, I digress. Why it matters. In this context, where I guess we're talking about, you generally don't struggle to remember people's names, people in your team who you work with every day. But when it comes to the only two people mm. that are minority, whether it's black or Asian, whatever, you just get them confused. That's the kind of context we're talking here, right? Sure. So this mistake could diminish the woman's value in the eyes of those who hear it. So it's the people that heard you getting their names mixed up, other people whether they realize it or not, will diminish the value of those women. And it can signal disrespect for the Asian women or the black women at the company because consciously or unconsciously, and I talk about unconsciously a lot because you're not aware you, of why you're doing it, you, but it's a behavior you're doing. Yeah. And it's a form of stereotyping and it can make the woman feel that their names are not considered worth learning or that they are viewed as interchangeable. Mm. And it's that whole thing, oh, we all look the same. Yes. Um, <laughs> I've had that and I've had that personally yeah. where um, somebody's confused me with somebody, look, 
I personally think looks completely different. Yeah. Um, but yeah, maybe we've got similar skin color or similar hairstyle, like natural hair. But I really do believe we look different. I don't understand how you can get us confused. No. But anyway, I've had that. I've had that. It's not nice. No. I'll just say it's not nice. So what you could do is you can correct the mistake in the moment. So you're hearing this, you can correct it in the moment. You could be let me just make a joke going, ah, I do that all the time. Ah. I don't know if that's what you would say. <sighs> you're, you could say you're confusing Maya, so it's Maya, with Alicia. Yeah. They're very different. You should get to know them. I think that's mm-hmm. kind of, I feel like that's a bit passive aggressive, mm-hmm. a comment. Mm-hmm. That's a suggestion, but I feel like it's passive aggressive. I feel like a correction, yeah, is warranted. Yes. Absolutely. And maybe don't try to judge too much the person who's made the mistake. Yeah, exactly. Just yeah. correct them. Yeah. And maybe talk to them afterwards because help it, what might help them to remember is knowing how it can impact someone else. But if they don't understand that that's how it might impact someone else, then they'll mm. probably just repeat what mm. they're doing. But to at least give them a reason a bigger reason to do whatever they might need to do to help remember the names, I think is important to have a conversation after. But I feel like this, pointing it out, yes, but saying they're very different, you should get to know them. I think that's a bit passive aggressive, really. If that doesn't work and your coworker continues to confuse them, you might need to talk to your manager, explain why it matters and suggest that someone speak to to them about trying harder to get this right. I guess it depends who they are. Yeah. If you're not comfortable talking to them, maybe, yeah, go and talk to your manager. Mm. That's a good idea. And then it says, decades of research show that people often find it harder to differentiate between people of another race than people of their own race. And that's that's normal and it's just how it is. So it might mean you to make extra effort because I've done it. I've done that myself. Oh, absolutely. Um. As someone who started watching Korean drama, I used to have a lot of trouble differentiating all the characters and the names. It was, oh, my God. But now... <laughs> you got used to it, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. When you first right. started, it's a nightmare. But, um, mm. yeah. and, they, and they have a term for this. They call it own race bias. Mm. Oh own race bias. So you're biased about people in the same race. As in, I can't tell the difference. So I'm just going to get their names mixed up. Um, own race bias and research also suggests that people are less likely to remember employees with less power and black women or Asian women and people of color generally are less likely to be viewed as powerful in their organizations unless they're the the CEO or the GM very businessy thing but that's weird Mm. yeah so there you go. Interesting. Well, to be, let's think about it. If somebody, people are often forgetting that person's name, mm. like it's subconsciously or unconsciously, they just lower down in the pic. It just, it's just, it makes sense. Yeah, it could be. Whether you consciously aware of that or not. Mm. But if okay. you're going to remember the manager, that manager's name, you're going to remember the GM's name, you're going to remember the powerful people in your company, you're going to remember their name. I get them all confused, but yes. I don't know. Except for me, not. Because she doesn't. Department is, and I'm just like, I she can't remember who her head of department is. So yeah. there you go. 
Menal's got a special condition. <laughs> they should call it something. They should name it. They should name it. It should be a term for that. Yes, yeah, so I can identify as it and be like, this is my excuse. Yeah, this is my excuse. Exactly. <laughs> I do have a suggestion for you, though, because I remember when I joined the company I used to work at, mm. say, and there was, you know, I see so many faces and it didn't work with everyone. You don't work with everyone that you see in the building. So you don't know who they are, but you want to be like, hi, hi. You want to like know names. So, and what was really great at the time is they had it int- on the internet for every department had a photograph and it was just yeah. your, your ID photograph yeah. with your name. So you could go and look them up. Mm. used to be able to do that but then they changed the system to work day and if you don't put your picture in there and you didn't have to mm. so you could you couldn't look up somebody in work day unless you knew their name and yeah. it wasn't by department or anything so mm. I could go in go to I don't know that department see everybody's faces and the names and that was great because it was a good way to learn names so for me I would just say if it's important to you to remember names especially people that work with you regularly picture name somewhere no. no, for me, I don't, it's not even about the fact that I don't know their names. I do know most people's names, but I will, when I'm stressed or whatever, I will switch their names out. It's something like, if it's like Helen, I will call them Heather. If it's like, you know, like it's just, it's something. Yeah. 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 They just need to correct you. Exactly. <laughs> like, I, just, I don't you know. Just, what that's what you should start with all your, um, well, <laughs> Your people are the people. When you meet them, it's just like, hi, yeah, I've got your name. Brilliant. Yeah. Just to let you know, I may yeah. get your name wrong from time to time. Please correct me if I do that. I do that now every time I get a new team member and I have to bring them around the office and introduce them to 50 people. I tell them, just so you know, I'm going to confuse names. Everybody finds it comical now. Like, because I go out and I, you can see the stress on my face because these are people I work with every day. And I'm like, right. And I start, I would get at least one name wrong. So, and my own team, like I do this with everyone I see. So, Mina's got a special condition. If everybody knows the name of it, let us know. Exactly. Yes. Two, yeah. two, please. That would be very helpful. It would. Cool. Mm. Anyway, so, yeah. that's it. So, look up for today. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. And I was probably happy with that one. Mm. Yeah, I think so. Yes. So, until the next time. Until the next time. So we'll see you next week. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in. We hope you have as much fun with us today as we did. If what you heard resonated with you, don't forget to show the love and like our YouTube channel, All One with Tracy G. Give us a five-star rating on whichever podcast platform is lucky enough to have this episode because they rock too. Feel free to email us stories or questions at alloneinclusive at gmail.com and sign up for my newsletter if updating yourself about everything which goes down sounds like something right up your alley at tracygandu.com. Until the next time, see ya!